Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share with you what I teased at the end of last week's episode. So beginning November 14th, which will be like five days from the day this episode is released, and then running through November 30th, I'm going to offer something very special for Black Friday this year. So this is only going to be available in 2021. But I've had several inquiries recently about how to find um, how to find meaning after loss or how to find purpose in life at whatever stage of life you're in. So I am going to offer my soul specialization reading where I access your Akashic records and find what your soul came here to specialize in, in this lifetime. And one of the most fascinating things about uncovering this information is that you really get to make it your own at various points in your life. So You may express it differently when you're in your 60s than you do when you're in, say, in your 20s or your 30s. But having this insight and this awareness can inform the choices that you make and the way you choose to express or live your purpose or your soul specialization. And when I do these readings, I also always find your soul lesson or your soul theme because it's important to be able to recognize this when it appears in your life. Now, the price for this reading is normally $77, and that's what it's going to be for my Black Friday special. But for the Black Friday special, I am also going to include a complete chakra analysis for you. So I'll do an energetic scan of your chakras and find where there are blockages. And so you'll receive a complete analysis of the chakra reading, um, along with meditations and other insights and ways you can clear the blockages. Now, a complete chakra analysis is also normally priced at $77. So for Black Friday, and again, this is only for 2021. So if you're listening after 2021, um, this won't be available. But um, if you're listening after November 30th of 2021, um, but for Black Friday 2021, you will receive both the soul specialization or soul purpose reading and the chakra analysis for only $77. So instead of, I don't, I can't do the math, but would that be $154 normally? It'll be $77 for both readings. Once I receive your payment and, and once you, I receive your payment, you'll get an email 
um, asking for some basic background information, which is what I need to be able to access your Akashic records and to do my analysis. And after that, then we will set up a time to have about a 30 to 45 minute phone call to talk about everything that came up in the um, in the reading. If you don't know what the Akashic records are, I'll just try to give you a very simple, simple explanation. The Akashic records are like a big spiritual library of all the experiences that every soul has ever had in every lifetime. And I access these records energetically. So your soul has, quote, a library book, an Akashic records book of every lifetime you've ever lived. And all the experiences, all the information is in your book in that, quote, library. So I access your book energetically, and I retrieve the information that I'm looking for. And I want to be very clear about something here. I only access this information with someone's complete authorization. I've recently heard, I'll say people, I'm not going to name names, that's for sure. But I've recently heard someone talking about accessing other people's records, basically without consent. And that is completely unethical, and it's out of alignment. So do not ever think that anyone can access your records without your consent and your authorization. Because what happens is if anyone does try to access another person's records without their consent, they won't get correct information. They might get information, but it isn't going to be correct information. So for example, I can't just go and now a parent can give consent for their child if, or for someone who is incapable of giving consent, an adult who's incapable of giving consent. But um, I ask for very specific information from a client in order to access their records to be sure I get the into the correct records. And until I get that information, it would be virtually impossible for me to accurately access someone's records. So, you know, having worked in the legal field for most of my adult life, um, confidentiality is sacrosanct to me. It is so sacred. And it really disturbs me that there is, there are people who are basically um, promoting that you can access someone's records just willy-nilly. So for, I think I started to say, um, for example, I could not just go and access my ex-husband's Akashic records to get information about him because I don't have his permission. And so I just wanted to be, I wanted to make that really, really clear because there are people out there who do apparently say that they can, that you can just go and access someone's records without permission. And that is completely out of alignment and it's out of integrity. And um, it's basically like spiritual violation. I'll use that word. Yeah, that's a good word. All right. Uh, I wanted to read a, where did I put it? I want to read a quick testimonial from someone that I did a soul, soul specialization reading for a few months ago. So you could hear um, what the experience was like for her and what she got out of it. So Debbie said, 
My soul profile reading with Lori was such an intense and profound experience. After providing some basic information, she went into great detail describing why during this lifetime I feel and react in a particular way to certain circumstances and situations in my life. Everything she described was spot on. I was so amazed by the accuracy of the information. The reading connected so many dots for me in terms of where I've been, where I am now, and where I am going in my life. Wow. Just wow. Lori's reading was very validating and enlightening. It helped me to make sense of my experiences thus far in life. The reading helped me to look at my future and the bigger picture, which Lori also discussed during my reading. If you are struggling, feeling lost, or looking for direction to find your purpose, or if you feel like you know what you are meant to do but lack clarity or focus, I highly recommend a soul profile reading with Lori. You will be amazed at the information, direction, and clarity you are So thank you, Debbie. That means a lot to me. And I hope that that gives you some insight into what you'll walk away with. And yeah, that's what I call them, our soul soul profile readings, um, because I do access the, um, you know, the purpose or the specialization, as well as the lesson or the theme. And so, as I said, this will be available beginning November 14th. So you will need to be on my email list in order to get advance notice of it, because November 14th is a Sunday. If you aren't on my email list, simply go to tinyurl.com slash four, that's the the digit four, dash steps, dash 2021 to sign up. And I'll post a link in the show notes for that. Um, when you do, when you put in your email address on that page, you will also receive my free gift, four steps to connect with, what's it called? Four steps to connect with your higher self and loved ones in spirit. But if you're already on my email newsletter list, then you're all set and you will get advance notice on November 14th. Oh, and the reason I chose November 14th to begin this special and end it on November 30th, well, November 14th is the, the day that my dad went to spirit in 1993. So it'll be 28 years ago this year that he went to spirit, which is just, I can't even wrap my mind around that. Um, and then November 30th is my youngest grandson's third birthday. So those aren't just random dates. And if you know anything about me, you know how tapped into numerology I am. And so, um, yeah, so that's why I chose those dates. All right, let's get into today's episode now. So I have a question for you. Which season of life are you in? Which season of life are you in? See, as humans, we go through various seasons of our life throughout our lives, just like the, uh, you know, the weather seasons in the year. And you'll go through various seasons of grief, just as we go through various seasons throughout the year or of the weather throughout the year. So when I was um, meditating on this episode, I thought, you know, when we're born, it's like we're in the spring season of our life. And, you know, interestingly enough, the zodiac signs begin with the sign of Aries. That's considered the first sign of the zodiac, which is in the spring. Well, at least in the northern hemisphere, it is. And as we go grow, then we go through the summer in our youth, the fall in our middle years. So like when we're raising a family and then eventually we go into the winter of our lives. If you're highly sensitive, if you're an empath, you feel the change of seasons on every level of your being, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. You know the feeling. You know, you feel just a little bit off, a little bit ungrounded, um, a little unsettled. And then as days go by, you settle into the new season, 
just like when the seasons change in the collective. And we also feel this around the time of year with this time of year with the time change. As I'm recording this, the United States, and I don't know the dates that other countries are doing this, um, but, you know, we're about to fall back an hour. So we go back to daylight savings time. Um, And if you don't change the time where you live, well, congratulations. You know, it's interesting. I remember reading a study a few years ago about, it was about the increase in automobile accidents the day or in the days right after the time change, you know, both in the spring and the fall. And it's because we're off our center. We feel ungrounded, unsettled. We need to settle into this new energetic change. Um. New Year's is another change in energy that almost everyone feels. You know, there's a renewed sense of hope, of optimism. People set New Year's resolutions, which I stopped doing back around 2007 or 2008 when I started on my personal development and spiritual journey. But that's another topic for another day. But suffice it to say that there's a shift in the energy and we all feel it. All the things that I just described are global, like New Year's or the change of seasons or the time change. Um, They're global or collective events or experiences. They're changes that most people feel on some level. Again, some people feel them more than others. Some people feel them for a longer period of time than others. They're usually based on collective energy shifts that affect everyone in some way. But then we also go through seasons on our grief journey, regardless of what we're grieving and healing from. And the thing is, is that we cycle through these for the rest of our lives. It isn't like you go through sadness and then you're done with sadness. You're going to feel sadness again. You're going to feel anger multiple times. Again, you cycle through these. You know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross called these the stages of grief. I call them the seasons of grief. And well, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. That's a different episode, different topic for another episode. But Again, we will go through these for the rest of our lives, and they can be triggered and brought on by so many different things, by the change of seasons that I just talked about, by by a memory that slides in unexpectedly, by a song we hear or a scent we smell. There are hundreds, probably thousands of ways that we shift from one season to another in our grief. And they can also be brought on by various stages of our lives. So if you're grieving the loss of, say, a young child, a child who was a toddler or in elementary school, and then you have another child who graduates from high school, you're going to shift seasons. You'll shift energies. You will likely feel a lot of sadness and nostalgia over the knowing that your younger child won't ever have this experience, while at the same time feeling joy and hope for the child that's graduating and embarking on on a new part of his or her journey through life. Um, It can be brought on by, oh, say one of your parents goes back to spirit. You'll feel sadness over the loss of your parent while also feeling joy. And probably if you're really honest with yourself, some envy that your parent is now reunited with your child in spirit, if that's your healing path if you have a child in spirit. And of course, I'm using the loss of a child as examples, but this general concept applies to any type of loss or trauma, which we've all had in our lives. You know, I remember working with a woman a few years ago had been who had been 
Um, she had been brutally raped. And as a result, she was not able to have children. And so for her, seeing her best friend become pregnant and give birth to a baby affected her energetically. And it shifted the season she was in. She was filled with joy for her friend, but also immense sadness over the fact that she would never, ever have a, be able to naturally have a child of her own. And yes, as I mentioned a minute ago, our seasons of grief can also be affected by the change of seasons of the year. You know, for one thing, um, for one, for me, um, one of the things that always hits me in uh, with the change of seasons is the uh, the knowing and the yeah the knowing that my son will never experience this season. So you know, we've just gone into the season of fall and it brought up so many feelings of the fact that Greg will never experience this fall. And so it's like, it's like another punch to the gut and it brings another layer of reality to his physical absence from my life. And so something I've realized about these seasons from my own journey and from working with my clients is this, When we go through these different seasons, and especially when we go through what I'm going to call the winter season of grief, um, it's like we're backsliding. We think we're backsliding. We think there's something wrong with us, like we're experiencing a setback. You know, we think we've finished that piece and then all of us, you know, whatever that piece is. And then all of a sudden we're back in the middle of it. You know, we think that we're good with, with that piece. You know, we've We've navigated that. We came out the other side and then all of a sudden, boom, there we are back in it again. And the truth is that, you know, we're just moving through another season, just like winter comes every single year. So do the seasons of our grief. Sometimes there's um, there's a longer span of time, physical time. I mean, in my opinion, time is just a, an illusion. It's a human construct, but um Sometimes there can be a longer span of time between seasons, but eventually they're going to come again, just like spring always comes again, just like fall always comes again. The seasons of our grief are going to come again. And when we go back into a season of winter, it doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that we failed. It doesn't mean that we're doomed. It doesn't mean that we're broken. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. What it does mean is that we are experiencing the fullness of our humanity. So when you go into a winter season, give yourself grace. And just like winter doesn't last forever with the weather, it doesn't last forever in our grief. You can have moments of joy if you allow them. You can feel the warmth of summer if you allow it. You can feel the flowers blossom like they do in spring if you allow it. And yes, there are times when it feels as if winter will last forever, like there is no end in sight, like there's no light to be found. There are times I feel that too. So I understand, but I promise you that there is light. There are moments of joy. I help my clients find those things. Even if it's just a glimpse, even if it's just like a crack in the doorway, is it easy? No. And I'll never pretend that it is, but it is possible if you choose it and you have to look for it. You have to be proactive. 
Now, the moments may come without you looking for them, but then you have to notice them and you have to give thanks and gratitude for them when you do experience them. Don't just gloss over them. Don't ignore them. The more you notice them, the more you will notice them, the more you'll experience. So here's a quick exercise that I started using with women years ago, long before Greg left this life. This was back when I was working with, well, actually it started when I was working with um, divorcing, divorced women. Um, And then I continued using it when I was working with successful career women who were overwhelmed and burned out and exhausted. And now I use it with my bereaved moms and women who are healing from grief and trauma. Um, or trauma and loss. But, you know, often when you're experiencing any of those things that I just described, you feel like you're in an endless season of winter. And so what I do is I have these women write out their definition of happiness. And so I encourage you to do that when you finish listening to this episode, you know, right at the top of a piece of paper, what is happiness to me? So do that now, do it when you finish listening to this. What is happiness to you? What does it feel like? What do you see when you're happy? What do you hear? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? See, this is going to change at various points along everyone's life. What made you happy when you were 17 is going to be vastly different from what what makes you happy now. And what makes you happy now is going to be different from what makes you happy, say, seven or 10 years from now. That's because we are always changing, always growing, always evolving. And so writing it down, and I encourage my clients to do this at least four times a year. And I do it four times a year, usually with the change of the physical seasons. What this does is it helps you notice when you experience the things that make you happy. Again, all the things I just talked about, you know, what does it smell like? What does it, what do you, what does it taste like? Is there a, is there a taste associated with happiness? What does it sound like? Is it the sound of birds singing in the early morning hours? Is it the sound, you know, do you hear your late child's voice? Do you hear their laughter? That can bring you happiness. Yes, it might also bring you a level of sadness, but let it bring you happiness. Let it bring a smile to your face. You know, it might be a scent that you smell or a song that reminds you of your mom or your child. When you smell that thing or you hear that song, smile, allow yourself that moment of happiness. That's your spring. Yes, you may go back into winter shortly thereafter, but allow yourself that experience, that moment of spring. That's your time to allow the feelings of hope and optimism to begin to bud and to peek through. I could go on and on about this topic. And it's one of the biggest pieces of the work that I do with my clients because I was talking to a client the other day and I said something about being stuck. And she said, that's how I feel. I feel stuck. Well, this is how you begin to get unstuck. You make a conscious effort to notice when you hear something that makes you happy, when you feel something that brings you joy, whatever it is. When you've done the exercise I just described and you've written down what makes you happy, it's easier to then notice these things when you experience them. But if you haven't written them down, you'll just slide right on by them, most likely. And you won't acknowledge them. The more you acknowledge, the more you're aware of them, the more you acknowledge them, the more you will experience them. And that's what I want for you. 
that's what I want for you. And I know that's what your loved ones in spirit want for you. So I'll leave you with this. Seasons of grief are really our emotions. They're the energetics that we're feeling at any given moment in time. So be kind to yourself as they shift. Be gentle with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Give yourself grace. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. This is part of the human experience. And do that with others too, because they're going through their own seasons, through their own emotions, often without telling you, without expressing, you know, outwardly, verbally, what they're experiencing. And we never know what someone else is going through. We never know. All right. Again, be sure you're on my email list. So you'll get the link for my Black Friday special on Sunday, November 14th. Um, because that'll be before it goes out on the podcast next week and before I post it on social media. And again, I will post a note, uh, post a note. I'll post a link um, to be able to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already in the show notes. And as always, until next week, I am sending you so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.